welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. We, you know, had a good week for the Blackhawks. They had two games against two bad teams. And we were saying, you know, they probably should win these games if they want to get back close to the race. And, well, they did win those two games, including one that, Michael, you were at in person. So I guess it up to you. The Blackhawks did what they needed needed to do. Yeah, I mean, they're still not winning pretty. Um, the Arizona game last Friday was uh, a, a, a pretty solid effort. Um, Arizona's definitely the worst team in the league, um, so it's not exactly a great accomplishment to beat them. Um, but they, the Hawks did fairly decently defensively. Um, Arizona doesn't have a lot of skill, but um, uh, most importantly, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury came up with a bunch of big saves. Hawks were able to win a close game two to one. And then, yeah, in the second game, uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to uh, take the 15 minute walk over to uh, Seattle's new stadium here and uh, got to see the Blackhawks in person for the first time in a couple of years. And uh, it was a, a, a good game to, uh, to kind of witness, I guess. Um, I thought the Blackhawks played an excellent first period. They were structurally sound. They were in on the four check effectively, um, but also staying back and clogging up the neutral zone when necessary. They stayed on the right side of the puck um, in all three zones throughout the entirety of the first period with the exception of uh, was like one shift kind of late in the period. And they didn't generate a ton of opportunities themselves, but they managed to capitalize on an early one, got a, got a lead and, um, and eventually ended up building on it a little bit. Uh, they started off the second period similarly uh, to the first. Uh, I thought the first five minutes or so Again, they stayed pretty structurally sound. Uh, but then after that, uh, Seattle um, got a bit of a jump in their game, uh, picked up their skating a little bit, I think. And, yeah, and um, <clears throat> Fleury had probably his best game. Oh, yes. in that second period. He was yeah. great in the second. Uh, without a doubt, because, uh, yeah, Seattle started to press the Hawks' um, defense and um, – Hawks started getting out of position a little bit in the neutral zone. And then um, there were a couple of breakdowns in the defensive zone, not too dissimilar to what we've seen throughout the, the course of the season. Uh, but thankfully uh, Fleury was probably the best player on the ice that night. Um, and the Hawks had managed to, I think it was three to nothing. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, Seattle scored two late goals. Yep, one to, with an empty net. Yeah, that to, to make it close. And then, yeah, the Blackhawks eventually added the empty netter to, 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 to seal it. But, yeah, um, the first uh, 25 minutes or so of the game was very, very encouraging. Mm -hmm. um, but then, unfortunately, the last 
um, 35 minutes or so um, was kind of more of the same, mm-hmm. um, but they were, they, they got the goaltending they needed to pull it out. Um, uh, the Murphy McCabe defensive pairing continues. Oh, to bad, just, yeah. just, they're just awful. I don't, I don't understand it because neither one of them are bad players. It's just not working for them so far this year. Um, they've been paired together mm-hmm. mostly, but uh, early in the season, you know, they, they started apart. I want to say McCabe played with Jones the first game or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, they, they played just as poorly in those games, but yeah, something, they got to figure something out because that defensive pairing is just underwater all game. They cannot do anything with the puck on their stick. Nope. Um, and really, I think that was the, the, the main problem throughout the entire game in Seattle was Seth Jones is literally the only guy that can make a play when he has the puck. Yes. Um, Eric Gustafson um, usually can make some plays. You know, I mean, he's, he, he has kind of that give or take game. Yes. Where, you know, he generates stuff, but, you know, he also um, takes some risks. Good plays outweighs mistakes. Yeah. And in, in the Seattle game, uh, he, he actually wasn't bad defensively. Um, uh, he, he didn't, he, you know, he had a couple of mistakes, but not, not his typical high wire act that we see from him, but it was really weird. He generated absolutely nothing offensively. Yes. And so that just put even more pressure on, uh, you know, the, the Murphys and the McCabe's and Corey Stillman. Uh, I was going to ask him, um, what did you think of, uh, Caleb Jones. You know, he didn't get very many shifts Mm -hmm. and um, I hadn't actually seen the lineup um, prior to the game. Um, Well, um, he was actually, they said he wasn't playing like literally. Oh, right. Until the end. Okay. Yeah. the, The last minute. Yeah. I mean, I think he got his first shift probably like six or seven minutes into the game. And I was like, what? Uh, at first I thought it was a forward yes. um, who had come back and, you know, had made a nice defensive play. I'm like, wait a minute. No, oh, well, oh, right. the Blackhawks apparently <laughs> dressed seven defensemen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he looked fine. Um, hard to make an Im- much of an impression mm-hmm. um, in, in so, so few, few minutes. But, I mean, there's opportunities for him here. Yes. Uh, Gustafson has not exactly secured a role. Um, Stillman has um, – you know, he gets he, he gets some accolades from like Eddie Olchek and that for throwing mm-hmm. big hits, but yes. he, he throws big hits because he never has the puck. Yeah. Um kind of like um Zadorov situation. I, you know, Zadorov with his reach and that he separated guys from the puck. You know, I mean when he got the puck, he didn't do anything with it. Yeah, but, yes. but Zadorov did get the puck. Stillman never gets the puck. Yeah, so he's even, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it. That's definitely an issue. Um, I'm honestly surprised that um, Kalnuck has stayed in AHL. I'm sure they're giving him conditioning, but I thought he would get a look. I, I think of eventually he will. Um, I think they want to give Caleb Jones the opportunity first. Um, I think Kalnuck kind of got his opportunity in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, it was kind of his job to lose in yeah. some respects. And honestly, he did not play very well in the preseason. Um, and Jones it, did, right? 
Yeah, Jones did. Um, and then, you know, once they added Gustafson, um, using Gustafson as the seventh defenseman um, makes much more sense than mm-hmm. using a young guy like Kalinux. So um, if Stillman's going to stay in the lineup and Jones is going to stay in the lineup. Then um, there's no room, yeah. Yeah, then there's really no room. So, uh, you know, I think they'll give Jones the first opportunity if uh, he fails um, and or they decide they they just need a, the offensive boost that Wyatt Kalanick provides, um, you know, eventually he'll get his opportunity. But, you know, honestly, Wyatt Kalanick is very similar to Eric Gustafson. It's, yes. it's, it's a very similar type game. Kalanick just skates a little better. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he, he, he can occasionally recover from some of his mistakes a little more often than Gustafson can, but, um, why Kellenock isn't solving any defensive yeah. breakdown issues. And, um, but at the same time, the Blackhawks desperately need, need defensemen that can move the puck. And yes. so they're, they're kind of in a catch 22 with, with that situation, but hopefully Jones can come in and, and make a difference. And I mean, I don't think it's even out of the realm of possibility that both Jones and Gustafson can stay in the lineup mm-hmm. and Stillman's the one that ends up sitting. Yes. On occasion. Well, it's funny that like, usually if you don't have, puck moving defensemen the trade-up is they're at least sound on defense and the blackouts are getting neither right yeah and you know kind of like the point that i made with sidorov where you know he got the puck he just failed to do anything useful with Mm -hmm. it after he got it that's kind of the situation that we're finding ourselves in with mccabe and murphy right now yes both of them are getting the puck um and then a lot of like Bad turnovers. Bad turnovers. And, you know, these are both guys that, you know, neither one of them are premier puck movers by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination, but they're, they, at previous, throughout their career, they've been okay at it. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they, they haven't been uh, the absolute disasters that they've been this year with the puck. Yeah. So I, I, I feel some confidence in saying that eventually yeah, they're yeah. going to, they'll, they'll figure it they'll out. Right the ship a little bit. The fact that they're both struggling so badly at the same time is just, it, it it's a huge anchor for the Blackhawks opportunity yes. chances. It's kind of funny because there's only two games, so we don't have a lot to talk about. Yeah. You know, it was a very, it, you know, for a, even in a normal NHL season, they only played one game in over a seven day stretch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's unusual under normal circumstances, but this season with the Olympics, with the, with the Olympics and the condensed schedule, I, it, very strange. And, but at the same time, probably came at a good time for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Let Derek King get some uh, practice time with the, with the club. Um, mm-hmm. I know he had mentioned that, um, he spent one practice where they, they kind of went back to basics, um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of worked on their, their four check structure and, um, just kind of preached simplicity and keeping on the right side of the puck sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think that paid dividends in Seattle, at least for part of the game. Good start, yes. So, so hopefully, hopefully with more, could, yeah. yeah, with more work and, you know, they're going to need it, uh, um, Yes. Tomorrow night playing Edmonton with uh, Connor McDavid. I mean, it's tough staying on the right side of him, but um, you know, you, you, you just got to accept that he's going to be able to skate through um, the Blackhawks yes. defense on occasion. 
Um, he does that to everybody. Just the key is you got to stick with the other guys on his line. Yeah. You can't, you can't let him find wide open guys back door mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So yeah, just try to limit the damage. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. We're back to the, um, the old Blackhawks schedule where there'd always be that uh, swing through um, Western Canada by Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the old circus trip, um, the circus no longer comes to town, but yeah, we're getting kind of a mini um, we're getting the, the, the Canada swing of the circus trip. Yes. Um, we're just skipping the California segment of it this time. So yeah, yeah we're getting three games in four days against Edmonton, Vancouver and Calgary. Yep. And, if, you know, if you can get through Edmonton, the other two games are winnable. at least winnable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all three of them are, are, are winnable. Um, Edmonton has certainly gotten off to a good start. And, you know, obviously McDavid and Dreisaitl and um, they've got other skilled players, but I to me, they're still a team that's susceptible. Um, Lacking in defense. Yeah. Well, and goaltending to some extent. I mean, they, they've played well. Duncan Keith has had a good season so far from everything I've heard. Um, he actually has helped them uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting mix there, but I, I mean, they've gotten off to the fast start and, and, you know, and Calgary's doing pretty well this year too. I think they're actually in second place. But I do still kind of feel like that Western or that Pacific division is not the strongest. And some of that record is a bit of a mirage because they get to beat up on Seattle and Vancouver. And yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, you know, they're both playing better than the Blackhawks, but I, I, I feel like these can both be winnable games, even though they're on the road. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, all those Western Canada swings are tough. It's, it's a long, it's a long march, but at the same time, uh, the, the Hawks should be relatively rested, and um, they're yes. getting closer to full strength. Uh, you know, obviously, we're still missing Hagel and Whistle, but those guys are going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, all the I, I think those are the only two injuries at this point, other than Pretty Tyler much. Johnson, who I think was practicing. So, I think he he's was. supposed to be back soon too. So, maybe even this trip. Yeah. So, um, and as far as the forwards, I mean, Debrinket and Kane, they're pretty much the, yeah. the show here for the offense. Yeah, um, I did think Kirby Doc had his best game in a while. He did, yes. Um, he was uh, much more engaged in all three zones. Um, there is one, um, well. one sequence where he had like two block shots yeah. back-to-back where he played really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was a very encouraging sign that he was um, not just blocking shots, but he was getting sticks in the lane in, in lanes and breaking up some plays and, and mm-hmm. it was leading to uh, opportunities the other way. Yes. Um, I do think his line still got outshot at five on five, but um, it wasn't extreme. And uh, the, the shots that they did generate um, with Kane and Debrinket and doc were high quality yes. chances. So I and think I guess, overall that line was uh, a positive, good. even though, yeah. And I guess we should add, uh, deep, I don't know if he played great in the Seattle game, but Dylan Strom did score the winning goal against the Coyotes. 
So that was nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought Dylan Strom uh, was pretty strong um, in the Arizona game. Uh, you know, not the great, no, you know, not great, but mm-hmm. he, he was fine. Um, you know, especially playing center. I think I, I felt like he was putting in some effort off of the puck. Um, and I felt like he did, uh, along with the rest of the team for the first part of the Seattle game, there were some, uh, shifts, um, in the second half of the Seattle game where Dylan Strom was rough away from the puck, lost a guy, um, in the defensive zone, um, and actually, I want to say even in the Arizona game, there was one. I can't remember if it was the Arizona's goal or it was a play where uh, Fleury made a great save, but it was uh, Strom just completely lost track of his guy around mm-hmm. the net and, and, you know, just ended up being a great opportunity for the opposition. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's not, it, it hasn't been clean. Yeah, that's going to, yeah. But yeah, that's going to happen with. Yeah, you got to. You just, you know, it's it's kind of like an Eric Gustafson situation with him. You you, you have to live with some of the bad, um, but hopefully, you know, the the offensive confidence comes back a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, he just, you know, he's able. There's going to be games where he's going to outscore his mistakes, um, but there's going to be others where he doesn't. So, yep. It, uh, I, I think it's the right move getting him back in there, letting him play center, and seeing how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, the, the the thing that concerns me more right now at the center position is Kirby Doc continues to just get absolutely decimated at the faceoff dot. And I mean, faceoffs are overrated when you are winning for, you know only winning forty five percent of your faceoffs. Uh, when you're like, um, you know when, when you're, you're doing strong, yeah. You know, what's uh, Kirby? Yeah, what's Kirby Doc now? Thirty six. I That's think it's actually play. even a little lower than that. And I mean, yeah. there, there's games where he's winning like 15% of his draws, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, fans have always kind of gotten on guys like Dylan Strom for winning 45% of his faceoffs, mm-hmm. or, you know, the first couple of years, David camp was around, he was winning 45%. He eventually became a, um, you know, a guy that could win 50% or more, but um, I don't, I don't concern myself when it's kind of plus or minus 5%. Um, and you know, even when you get down closer to 40, you know, you can live with it. You can, you can, um, kind of scheme around it and have them take few face-offs, try and get them out on the fly as often as possible. But there are just so many times during games where Kirby doc goes out there to take an offensive zone face-off with to bring it and Kane. Yeah. There's no chance. And it, it's not, and it's not just that he loses them. He loses them clean mm-hmm. and the other team just gets an easy exit out of the zone. And then Cat and Debrinket or, you know, uh, and Kane spend the entire shift in the defensive zone because of it. Yeah. So they've got to figure something out. Either he's got to make improvements. They've got to move him to the wing or they need to separate him from one of Kane or Debrinket and give him somebody on his line that can help him take faceoffs, be it, Dylan Strom or uh, Henrik Borgstrom, uh, yeah. somebody, um, uh, uh, some left-hander that can compliment him and they can both take strong side face-offs. I, I, I don't know what else you can do. Yeah, it's funny that one of the beat writers uh, put up a thing that I'd completely forgot about this. 
that the Blackhawks tried to make um, Kane a center for a couple mm-hmm. years. Yeah, the, was it uh, 2011? It was the year after they yes. won the cup. Uh, Patrick Sharp said he didn't want to play center anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, his yeah. face-off percentages were pretty much the same as uh, still, um, Kirby Docs right now. Yeah, and that's like... You know, I don't, I don't think so. I want to, I I remember, yeah, I want to say Kane was in the forties for sure. Um, I mean, that was a while ago. Yes. I could could look it up real quick here. um, Yeah. They put up the two percentages. Yeah. I think it might've even been better, but just to demonstrate how bad Kirby doc was. Yeah. And Kane. Yeah. yeah, So I'm looking at it here, 42.2%. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of at the right along the threshold where you're like, okay, then you're starting to give up a lot of possession. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, Kirby doc is currently at 30% this year. Wow. And for his career, he is at uh, 35. Yep. Yeah. Last year was his best year. He won 40.0 or 40.3% of his face yeah. off. So yeah, it's, it's a massive problem. Yeah. Cause if you, if, when you're at like 30%, you could grab any player on the ice and throw them up there. Right. And they get, could start to approach that. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, Alex DeBrink could, pro- could probably win that. <laughs> win that many uh draws and um you know well if Kane at this, 40, at this point <laughs> why don't want to just have Kane yeah. take some of the draws yeah you know have them take each take it on their strong side um yeah I, they, they've got to try something um because you know we're two and a quarter or two and a third of the way seasons into his career and yeah there has been absolutely no improvement whatsoever so yeah, that's definitely a concern. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it because there wasn't much to. And thankfully, yeah, yeah. If, uh, you know, but, there was no off, off the ice news this week. That. Yeah, I can't think of any. Um, I mean, you know, the Blackhawks four and zero under Derek King haven't mm-hmm. actually trailed in any game. Um, honestly, the the the, the only. The, the big difference is uh, Mark Andre Fleury is actually yes. playing up to his salary the last uh, yes. week or so. So um, even if the um, firing only woke up Mark Andre Fleury, that's still good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It uh, uh, makes a big difference when you're getting getting solid goaltending, and you know, I mean, we we saw that for year the the last few years when Corey Crawford and Robin Leonard. We're here. Um, you know, they were propping up some bad defensive teams and keeping it from being crippling. Um, yes. And the first 10 games or so of this season, we saw we we saw what difference it made. Um mm-hmm. the goaltenders aren't aren't playing well. So yeah, uh, hopefully Flurry can stay hot and Lankinen can kind of recapture his hot streak from last year. And mm-hmm. they form a pretty good tandem and it uh, keeps the Blackhawks in enough games, and eventually, if the Blackhawks can stay close, uh, Patrick Kane, Seth Jones, Alex DeBrinket, Dominic Kubelik, yeah. those guys can think, can make plays that other teams can't. Still, right. so 
Yeah. All right. Well, and we'll be back sometime next week. I Thanksgiving, so I don't know about we'll 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 figure it out. We'll be back at some point. Talk yeah, maybe we can do like an earlier in the week thing. Mm-hmm. Um they uh what do they play? They play uh, Saturday. Is it Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, or is it yeah Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday Tuesday. Tuesday. So okay. you know, maybe we can do a quick one on Monday and just kind of have a an abbreviated one for next week or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then and then do a massive one the following week with yep. kind of makeup. All right. All right. Well, you, I am STH85 on Twitter, Michael. Uh, MJ underscore Ernst. Yep. You can get us on the Apple podcast app and tell our next episode. Thank you for listening.